0: This computer. Welcome again, everybody. This is Kevin coming to you live from uh the United Methodist Men's Retreat in Ocean Isle. And now I am blessed to have Mr. James Verberka uh here with us. He is uh he is doing the devotion tonight on Saturday night for our uh, on chapter four, which is gonna end, close up this book of Jonah. But before we start all that, James, tell me about yourself. Who is James Verberka? Well,
1: um, James Viverka is turning 50 in 16 days. He's from Cleveland, Ohio. I have a wife of 25 years, Jennifer, and two daughters, uh, Alexandra, who's 22, and Abigail, who's 18. Awesome.
0: Now, what brought you to North
1: Carolina? Um, well, my wife grew up in a little town called Williamston, North Carolina, and we moved there back in 1999 and lived there up until about five years ago, where my daughter went to NC State, and mom said, it would be a good time to move to Raleigh. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: we moved to Raleigh about five years ago. Excellent. Excellent. And you've you've been at Millbrook now for how long? Um, well, we were looking for a church before
1: the pandemic, and I found Millbrook right before the shutdown. And ever since... Um, everything has opened up after the pandemic I've been and going to Millbrook and I joined actually in June of last of this year and I really
0: really love this church that's awesome that's awesome so tonight you're going to talk to us about chapter four of Jonah yes we've 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 talked to we've we've told the audience about the first three chapters yeah and uh what are we going to hear tonight about Jonah and he's he's done his job Yeah. Much to his chagrin. Um, Jonah in
1: chapter four uh, goes off to the east of the city in disappointment, hoping to see it destroyed, but knowing that God is a God of grace and love and is going to save that city and he's kind of just beside himself depressed he's depressed so depressed to the point of wishing he was dead which is a a, kind of a weird way of thinking about it
0: well he almost wished he was dead in the first chapter he he, right i mean he was like (laughs) throw me throw me overboard i can't do this yeah right so now he's done it and he's still disappointed
1: yeah and 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 unfortunately that's that's kind of where the story ends
0: so but what 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 causes us, after we see this grace that God has, save his life, save the men that were on the ship. Offers a, you know, provides a big, this huge fish to swallow him and keep him alive. Yeah. He agrees to do what God's asking to do. But what what causes us as men to hold this grudge to say, No. Well, the I was wondering that as I was
1: doing this devotion, and I found two parables in in this in the teachings of jesus and And I thought they were very really interesting. And the first one is the parable of the landowner um who hires servants to work his land, and he pays the people at the end of the day the same amount that he hired just for an hour, the same amount that he paid people who worked all day long. And there was a lot of grumbling. They had, you know, the spirit of Jonah. You know, I would like to say, and the Jesus's answer to that was, "I've done a good thing." That the the land the landowner's answer was that he's done a good thing, and that um, you you should be happy. You know that you were paid fairly, and in the, at the there the first shall be last, and the last shall be first, and that just confuses, you know, what we think. And then another parable that I looked at is a a very familiar one, but the parable of the prodigal son. Mm. And you've got that situation with the older brother who is, he's just disappointed. You know, the younger brother does not deserve in his eyes, what the lavish love that the father is giving to him and and he kind of has the same kind of spirit of Jonah you know there's a lot of people in the bible who see god's generosity and see god's grace poured out to people and they they don't like it because they don't think that the other people deserve it and the way the, what i came to is i and i think what the answer is is to develop a spirit of generosity and a spirit of um t- to have a sense of appreciation. The the people who are forgiven much like Nineveh, we have to remember that we're forgiven and that God's grace is not deserved. It's a gift. It's a gift to everyone. And the way, I think the answer for Jonah and the answer for us, when we have those feelings where we are questioning God and God's choice to give grace and and love to people we find undeserving, the answer is to really realize that that we're undeserving too, and that we're getting that same grace. It's it's
0: amazing how things tie together, James, because I'm I'm working on a study uh written by Adam Hamilton on the Lord's Prayer. And he breaks it down and and that very first line, our Father who art in heaven. Now, when I'm by myself, am I, should I pray my Father mm-hmm. who art in heaven? And Adam does a wonderful job of explaining it that this is a prayer that while you may be in the right relationship with God, your pro our prayer, this prayer that he's, that that Jesus has taught the disciples to pray is for all. Right. Just so what you're talking about, we we live in a world that says it's all about me. Yeah. Right. I've got to capture this. I've got to do this. It's if I'm not if I'm not at the highest position, then I'm not where, you know, I'm not as valued. And it's a world that just is. I believe that is starving for something else. Absolutely. Starving for something else. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, what else do you have from the uh, from your devotion that you that you're going to share with everybody tonight? Just that we remember that um
1: that God re- delights in repentance. He delights in transformation. Even transformation of the despicable people that we can't you know appreciate the way God appreciates it. And I think that the the key is to, to develop a heart of generosity and understanding that we are recipients of unmerited grace. You know, we can't do it. Nineveh couldn't have earned God's grace. Jonah couldn't have earned God's grace. It's a gift that you accept.
0: And when now, Nineveh accepted it. I'm going to go down a path that I probably shouldn't go down. Okay. But I talked about it last night that Nineveh. Was a great city, a big city, but it was not a city of Jews. If I'm correct, Jonah was a Jew.
1: Absolutely, yeah. He's so, a Hebrew, he said. so It'll here,
0: be... so here's here here's the question, and I'm walking into the path of of prejudice. How much of Jonah's issue, his heart? was not that these this was a city that was doing evil but a city that was not the Jewish people yeah how much of it could be that way and and what do we how do we walk into that every day this we we have preconceived notions about people that create prejudice in us absolutely that we go oh it, it's really amazing to me as, as as my my relationship with Christ has grown I talked about it last night, right? Yeah. I got a foul mouth when I, you know, as soon as it comes out of my mouth, I go, why did you say that? Why did you say that? It's yeah. not necessary. And then when these thoughts in my head come about, well, they don't deserve that. Go get a job. Well, you know, yeah. no, as you said, have a heart that's full of grace. Yeah, right. That's what we have to well, the way we have to live into it. Part of what I
1: say in my devotional, and it's a little part, but it's really important, is that God's ways are beyond our ways. You know, He sees things that we'll never see. He knows things that we'll never know, and He sees every person He sees. He sees as a child. You know, He He loves them the same way I love my two children, the same way you love your children, and and to, to know that God feels that way about everybody even the most rejected by society even the people who for through their own actions like the prodigal son you know you know you went off you you spent all your money on the worst possible things you destroyed your father's wealth you don't deserve this but that father didn't see his lost money he didn't see you know all the terrible things his son did he saw his son who was dead alive again and he rejoiced and he brought him a robe and he gave him a ring and he slaughtered a fatted calf and the older brother is like he doesn't deserve that and god says to him or, or the, the father in the story but but the overarching story is he was he was gone he was dead to us and now he's here with us we have to celebrate and rejoice and that is the celebration that that god was having over nineveh and it's just a shame that at the end of the story it didn't have jonah you know rejoicing rejoicing and and, and sharing in that celebration but it sends being so so sad and and in in the um devotional i they I, I mentioned a line by um uh orson wells when it, he says um the uh if you want a happy ending, that depends, of course, on where you stop the story. <laughs> and and that's, I hope Jonah did come to that understanding eventually. You know, jo- the Lord provided that plant for Jonah. They gave him shade and then immediately took it away. And, and Jonah was so upset that that shade was gone and that plant had died. And, and God tried to teach Jonah. He said, look at that plant. You had nothing to do with it. It was up in a day and gone in a day. And this is a city of 120,000 people who are going to live now. You know, I, I think later on it clicked with Jonah and I think he was able to get around to understand and, you know, I hope so. But uh, that, that's absolutely. the
0: way I think about it. That's the way I, I give the devotional. So that's the way he is. At the end. <laughs> well, James, I thank you so much for, for being here and being a part of this weekend and giving of your time and I love presenting it. it. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Thank you so much. Ben. Thank you.